0: No purchase necessary void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now your host, Steve Collins. Hey coaches, welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited, excited to join us today on the podcast. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Like like I've said before, the technology behind this thing, I, I remember old school when they used to have those long metal racks, the ball would go up into this net and would come down this long metal rack. They, the technology and the ability that Dr. Dish does and all the people that work there and the, and the things that they give back to the community is second to none. Mention mentioned Coach Unplugged me coach collins or anybody and they'll give you 400 dollars off also go over and check out t for coaches who want to get better it's the one-stop shop it's got clinics it's got handouts it's got uh, breakdowns it's got on court things teaching you you know i'm not i'm not upselling yet. i'm not i'm not doing those kind of things i'm not paying making you pay for the clinic videos i'm not making i'm giving you everything that we got to make you a better basketball coach along with me um someone that's one at the highest level in, in the U.S., <laughs> um, been nationally ranked. I want to help you become a better basketball coach, and that's why I started TeachHoops.com. And that's why I want to help you win more basketball games. Go over and check it out. And in closing, if you if you like our other podcast, five minute basketball coaching podcast, high school hoops funnel down, or this one, go leave a five star review. We really do appreciate that. And let's head off to the podcast. Sorry, I might not have sent that. I don't know. It's been oh, no. one of, it's been one of the weekends, so that um, might have been on me, but. I don't know. Oh. The weather. Okay. Thanks for moving it up a little bit. Cause it's like, I think we're in a good window right now with the weather and I hate with all my equipment to be when it's like really nasty out. But All right, so how can I help? What, what, so give me some, uh, give me some background and how I can help.
1: Sure, yeah. Thanks for, um, uh, well, first I just wanna say I'm excited to kind of be one of the Teach Hoops members. I just think you have a lot of quality content
0: It'll and be then, great. I mean, we're adding, so I'm going to, I'm going to put a disclaimer right now for the next month. It's like, we're, we're a work in progress. We're, I'll show you my, like, that's, that's the stuff we got to do on the website right now. So we're working on it, but it will be really good um, by basketball season. I can guarantee.
1: Yeah. I'm going yeah. to the practice planning one now. And, that's really uh, good. Yeah. It's super quality. This listen the one with you and uh, I think it's Mike Winters.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Get some yeah, good stuff. Really good.
1: I mean, I think, the key to a coach is just being a great practice planner and a great coach during practice. The games are kind of the fruits of all that.
0: Yeah. I, I would argue, I would argue that practice is like, if you think of a in terms of a piece of a pie, Um, yeah, there's practice, there's practice coaches, there's game coaches, but I think the stuff off the court like is as important sometimes with the other two things. Like, you know, they got to be, they got to want to go to battle with you really bad. Right, <laughs> um, for sure. And that's hard right now. Like, I I find that right now because just the relationship stuff, it's like I feel disconnected from them because I don't see them. I don't see them because we can't work them out or do anything with them. Um, yeah, it's
1: it's got to be a little unique. Um, I've been helping with uh, an AAU team. Um, just, you know, you, you've been recommending just coach as much as you can, and that's really the only thing going right now are, like, those private teams. Yep. Yeah. But um, it's interesting working with a private team, you got kids coming from all over. They pay to play and just kind of the, the team unity is a lot different and there's a lot more selfishness.
0: Oh, yeah. It's not. It's it's about. Yeah, that's that that's about that's about them, not about us. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. At least, you know, that going in.
1: Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's good. You still learn the game, but it's like a little frustrating because it's like.
0: Well, the nuances of the game, the coaching in the summer and the coaching during a season is totally different because the chess match, the first of all, the chess match isn't there between the coaches Mm -hmm. and you're not seeing them every day to tweak things. That's the issue I have with it. It's like, it's like teaching. It's like, if I only, if I only see you once a week and then I expect you to do stuff in my class, it's not going to work very well. Right. Right. But if I see every day and, you know, I know you're pivoting off the wrong foot or something, I can fix it. That's the hard part with coaching. You just, you're more like, it's more like herding cats in some respects than it is coaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's been fun so far. But uh, so I just recently, um, just based off your newsletter, you know, I clicked on one of the links for John Wooden and obviously one of the greatest coaches and kind of, I watched I got one a little bit on a binge and watched like three hours worth of stuff on him and his philosophies. And, uh, it was just interesting to see like how specific, like he tells guys what he wants. Like even like, he doesn't just say dribble the basketball. It's like, I want it to this height. I want it to stay within your body. And, uh, and then, you know, he just had his, his way, but, um, it was not, he, he was no yelling. It was just strictly like I'm going to teach you how to play. And it's, and this is how it's yep, going to be. Um, yep.
0: And, and I, and I think the pivot from him is you, you want them to fail. Like I, I've, I'm convinced on this over time is you, I want them to, to make mistakes because then we can correct those, those mistakes. Cause that means they're pushing themselves. Um, yeah. The wooden stuff's really good. So here's the levels of, you know, like AU you, you're in right now, you can't do as much coaching and teaching as you want. Right. And then you get the high school coach, which I see maybe five or six days a week for four months. And that's it. Right. And then you get the college guys who basically kind of see him on and off all year. Right. Um, so you got to remember, he's at the top of that pyramid mm-hmm. where, you know, he has a little bit more control than 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 a high school coach does as far as the teachings part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're yeah, the high school coach is somewhere in the middle of that where I can do some corrections, but I can't you know, I see him a third of the year and I only see him, you know, for this short period. So, um, but Wooden's great. I mean, yeah, if you want to dive into reading stuff, I can give you stuff to read from, I mean, obviously you can see him in my library. I love to read. Um, Yeah. Once you start going down one of those rabbit holes though, it's crazy. I know.
1: He's
0: just (laughs) a quality
1: human being, you know? And so they're talking about his life and, you know, people respect. And
0: And it's like him and coach K didn't win until they got players either. That's like, interesting.
1: You wanted to quit after like two years at UCLA, he said.
0: Yeah. You should do some research. <laughs> John Wooden's great. I'm not taking anything away from his legacy, yeah, but no. he had a he had a booster behind him that got him players too. Don't See, like that's me. what
1: I that's what I'm just curious about too, because it's like, <laughs> what do I take with like a grain of salt and like um you know, and like the
0: same with Coach K. Man, they were ready he was ready to get they were gonna run him out of town. And then he got that one recruiting class and boom, you know. So I think great. what they're saying is right. Um, I just think, you know, you got to put it in perspective, too. I think there's other – I mean, there's lots of great coaches. I think Stevens is a great coach at the Celtics yeah, right now. I absolutely. mean, I think all those guys, philosophically, yes. I, I agree with everything they're saying. It's just, like, you got to pick the pieces that fit you. That's what I great. tell coaches. they'll um, mm-hmm. so pick what you feel like I can do that. Like, I can't do everything all of them do. but. Um, yeah, have you read? Um, have you read great stuff? Have you read that book?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was the first book you recommended. Yeah, like, have you
0: read that? That's a I great know? book for minuscule stuff and teaching stuff. Oh, I
1: love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's super practical. Anything it's by
0: cool. Dick davenzio is good. It's just simple. Yeah. It's it's that's always the first one, and then the Pete Carell one would be the next one I'd read. Um, the football coach? No, nah, not Carell. Um, everything I normally knowledge. I'd read this one. This is an oldie but goodie. And it talks about the disease of me, <laughs> um, which I refer to a lot. You know, how it can that can overtake a team when people start worrying about themselves. So, Pat Riley, a winner within. This is a goodie, an oldie but a goodie. Um, I'd read this one on free throws. It's probably the Bible of free throw shooting. Seven steps to successful free throw shooting because I think that's a big part of winning games. And then this one, I meant, um, I meant the Princeton clothes. I, I, I um, the strong take, uh, the smart take from the strong. This is very similar to. Oh, look at this! I gotta pull these out. Holy crud! I'm not sure why they're in there. Um, find stuff and tucked inside my books. Anyway, this one's great. It's like, um, it's like the Dick Devanzio. Very easy read. Short oh, little. Cool. Yeah, it's very short little snippets. What I what I look for in a player, what to be good at, teaching versus coaching, the truth about fast players, what to emphasize. They're like little little paragraphs, and this is it's a, this is a great read. This would be the, the next one I would read because um, it kind of helps you kind of get your philosophy down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I found in here, this is crazy. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I basically went through and did like, I think I'm a big believer in threes. and like it says the three key teaching points so I have a philosophy like play with a chip precision get uh get better together those were our three key points and then a teaching point for possessions was stop score stop you know uh shooting uh the three key techniques for shooting were catch square shoot so you got to keep everything simple to them otherwise they'll forget it right um you know, offensive rules were break five out offense or fist was what we call it in my thing. But I I like keeping things simple as possible. Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, um, That's where
0: I'd start. You finish those three books and I'll get you some more. Um, Yeah, I would philosophically. That's what I would do. Now, what is your long term play? What do you want to do?
1: See, that's the hard thing. It's like, so I'm coming from coaching football and baseball. I really enjoy those sports. You know, I I don't know how much longer football is going to be prevalent in the high school level, you know? And I so. think it's
0: going to be prevalent because I think there's a billion dollar industry behind it. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm a stats teacher. You probably listen to my podcast and know that, but I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that the girls I'm te- the women, young women or the girls I'm teaching now that are in high school, their kids won't play football. It's a but, gener. it's at least a generation away, maybe two. Um, They'll put them into other sports, I think. Um, So I think it's going to die this kind of slow bleeding death um, as science comes out and shows what the sport's going to do. Football coaches, whatever, they can send me. Uh, So that's the first thing. So you should take stuff from football.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some things already just defensively that – like I'm a defensive backs coach and just in terms of, like, what hand to use when you're going –
0: Football coaches do great things about as far as calls, about how to organize, about how to I, – I I, mean, uh, I probably got 20 football books up in here for football yeah. coaches. Um, and this –
1: toughness thing too. Just and that it mentality. is.
0: The thing about baseball is baseball is so slow moving. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's like – I coached my son playing baseball growing up. It was like, I couldn't believe how much time I had to make decisions. Like in basketball, you don't have time. Like you're
1: just spitting sunflower seeds in baseball. Yeah. It's like,
0: Oh, we're going to have him. like, yeah. It's like, what are you, you're not, this is like basketball is like, like, yeah, It's it's like a rock concert. And, it's like going to the symphony coach coaching baseball. It's
1: like see, that's kind of and that was kind of leading into my next question. Is like coming from football, you got set plays to baseball, which is like one player at a time versus a pitcher. It's like basketball is such a fluid sport. Yep. And like it's interesting coaching it because there's there's only certain stoppages of play. You got timeouts, out of bounds, fouls, or start of a new period. Those are the main ones. Right. Um, and just like so, like as a coach, it's like, like where am I gonna like. Like once the game's going, like I've just seen already, just coaching on uh, or helping assist. Like the game gets going, you can get lost in it quick.
0: Oh well, you should coach your own kid, like I did. I was, there, there. were times I had to like literally catch myself, stop watching the game. I felt like I was watching the game as a dad. For very honest. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy. Um. Yeah. So you want to be a high school coach? You want to be a college coach? You wanna I want to
1: be, be a. I mean, I'm going into special education. I would okay, like. You're to-
0: gonna, that means you'll get a job. Done. Check. <laughs> Okay.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'd like to work in a high school. Okay. I'd like to work my way up and like learn the game. So I'm like, I'm aware that there's a process to that. So there is. Eventually, I'd like to be a head coach because I, I just like the influence that you could have on other coaches. And
0: where do you live? What area?
1: I live uh, northwest suburbs. We're probably gonna move to the south suburbs of Chicago.
0: Okay. Are you a Cubs fan?
1: Huge Cubs fan. Yeah. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> Thank you. i know. Lord. Thank you. We won nine-one today. I know next yeah.
1: time they next time we play at Wrigley again, I could help you with tickets. Oh
0: my god, I love it. my <laughs> you gotta understand my dad. So my dad grew up in northern Wisconsin. The yeah. only way we could he he grew up listening to WGN, it was the 40s, right? Yeah. And I remember the day we got cable TV, so we could watch the Cubs and watch That's Harry awesome. Carey. I remember the I remember the day we got cable, and the only reason he got it because of the Cubs. It's literally I mean when they won the world Series, I mean I didn't think my dad would see it it's the first one. Uh, he's 86 I never thought he'd yeah. see it and it, I mean my I'm just bawling oh my god I I was bawling during the parade it's like I cannot still believe they won a world Series. I
1: know it's, it's like it's, yeah. it doesn't seem real and it's like <laughs> And the bat, Wrigley
0: Field and, yeah. and Fenway. Have you been to Fenway?
1: That, I, I want to go. I haven't been there. Oh, you got to
0: go to Fenway. It's literally it'll, – it'll, yeah. And the thing about Fenway is they're doing what they're trying to do at Wrigley is they're, they – Fenway bought the block around Fenway.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. You can
0: actually leave the park during the game and then walk back into the park. Like they they own the block around Fenway. I think but that's I, what I think that's what Rooker's trying to do for Chicago. Yeah, he kind of did.
1: He got it kind of from the Cardinals. Kind of had ballpark village. Yeah. To, so he's to, trying to, to do all that. the rooftops. All the rooftops are he bought the
0: rooftops, but literally Fenway bought the streets. Oh, really? Like the, 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 <laughs> no, like you can leave and go to the bar across the street and then go back into the game and you don't have to show them your ticket again. Like it's Insane. Just, it's crazy. It's it's um. But anyway, I went to a, a Red Sox Yankees game. At Fenway, oh, oh my God, you that's can't. that's
1: the best. You oh, can't. they Who they, they, they the would car literally car run each them.
0: other over with their cars if they could. That's the hatred from the Red Sox. Fans. I
1: know Red Sox fans are different. They're, okay, they're different.
0: so so are you? So you have a big. The reason I asked the question, not that I'm happier a Cubs fan, um, yeah. but <laughs> the reason I asked the question was I was wondering if you um, you have a big enough swatch so you don't have to move. Like sometimes you got to move to get a job yeah um, right. but the swatch is probably big enough in that area like if you live in wyoming it's like you got right. two high schools and what are you gonna do sure. um okay so uh so that's the first thing second so so your homework so here's what i'm gonna say to you is you got to start working on your i don't i have a portfolio philosophy um it's basically the first step i'm I'm working on a roadmap for teach hoops members especially the young ones Yeah. And, and that's the other whiteboard over here. That's kind of blank. I'm working on my roadmap, but your first step should be what you, so you want coaching philosophy, you want offensive philosophy you want defensive philosophy. And I have some of these, I haven't put them in, I don't think I've put them on the site yet, but I can send you a bunch as kind of generic ones um, to get you moving. But that's what you got to start thinking that because over the next three or four years or whatever, when you're doing it, you're going to change. This is a working document. Right. Like, because when you go for a job interview, you're going to because everyone I've helped in the last six months or a year for job, I have a whole thing on job interviews and questions and prep. And trust me, you'll be you'd be ready from that standpoint. But it's hard to put that document together fast. It's easier to get ready for the interview, but it's hard to get ready for that document. You want to pop that down and say, here's what I want from the program. Here's how I'm going to fundraise. Here's because basically basketball and football are like king of the hill in most high schools. Right. Um, you know, there's places in Minnesota that hockey is and there's places there's pockets, but it's similar to the collegiate game. It's football and basketball tend to be the, so they tend to take those interviews more seriously. Um, and, you have to start thinking about like how are you going to do with parents? How are you going to fundraise? How are you going to do with summer work? How are you going to do, I mean all that stuff. And it's just, it's this kind of working document that by the time that job opens up, um, you'll be ready for it is even if you're a freshman coach or a JV coach, you still be thinking about what do I want to do? Obviously you're going to do more stuff that the yeah. head coach wants, but it's more that, you know, as you coach more, you're gonna find out what you like and what you don't like, um, and there's multiple ways of coaching this game. Like I'm not gonna say one's better than another. Um, you just got to feel what you're comfortable with. You know, do you like going up and down? Do you like going slower? What do you feel like a structured offense? And, you know, um, so that's where I'd go on T tubes and and take there's like one there's one like picking an offense, picking a defense, some of those things. And they're not very long, but they'll start making you think about, what do I want? And then you can start experimenting like the kids and mm-hmm. I, and this will work. This doesn't work. Does that make sense? Um, oh, sure. yep. yeah, cause I, used- I mean, I used to run a very structured offense. I ran wow. fist and I ran a, a swing flex kind okay. and now I'm into a motion. I've coached in 30 years. I've had slow teams. I've had fast teams. I've had, you know, you have to know how to do everything, Right. but the boys or the, gir- the girls only need to do need to know to what you want them to do like we're only gonna right. do this thing um but you have to be feel comfortable Like so being a math teacher I have to be able to teach pre-algebra to calculus because I don't know yeah. what I'm going to teach year from year so I got to be comfortable teaching all of them and if I get thrown into it I can do it kind of thing um
1: that's a good way to put it yeah I use Evernote so I've just I've been compiling already just good different people and then You know, eventually I'm gonna go through them and then kind of think, all right, what fits with me?
0: Yeah. I mean, I tell people when people when I've been interviewed and stuff, people have asked, and I said, I'm I'm an accumulation of probably 10 people in my coaching philosophy from my dad to my high school coach to my college coach to the people I coached under. I'm a little bit of all of them. Some of them I thought were horrible. I won't tell which ones were bad. And some of them were really good and and even the bad ones, I took something from the bad ones. It's like, I like this. I definitely will never, 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 never do that. So um, I think that's part of the growth process too. That's why they don't tend to hire 21-year-olds to be head, for head sure. coaches. Just because you need some experience kind of doing that. Um, but that's what I, yeah. I, if you're using Evernote, that's perfect. Something like that where you can start keeping um, keeping that. I will, I will look for... Some of those old ones too to send you. I'll write myself a note. Thanks. Yep.
1: Um. Yeah, I have some some a couple specific uh, yep. basketball related questions. Yep. Shoot away. As it relates to we were talking about John. I won't, Wood.
0: T- I won't tell you that there's coffee and a little Bailey's in there. So <laughs> go ahead. It's it's seven thirty. It's it's Let's late go- enough I can have a little Bailey's.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Interesting. Like I, I've heard, kind of you talk about boxing out and like some of your drills. You like to do drills where the ball has to bounce once or bounce twice, um, yep. just with a really solid box out. You know, listening to to John Wooden talk about it, he was saying like, you know, people talk about boxing out. I just say go get the ball. Your mentality should always assume a miss and go go get the ball. And now I'm like, wait, what?
0: Yep. So so that there's two. I mean, first of all, you should listen to John Wooden, not me. That's the first thing. So done. But the second thing is. so that's what's going to happen you're going to hear these things and then you got to figure out which one do you feel like you can do like (laughs) and then go with that there's no wrong there's no wrong answer on that I have come under the it's what you first of all what you emphasize is what they're going to do right so if you emphasize rebounding they will my teams have always rebounded well because every drill we do you get extra points for offensive rebounds Mm -hmm. and if you listen to the podcast you know that. I, I consider offensive rebounds freebies yep. and that they can do whatever they want. They could literally throw it up to their grandma in the stands if they get an offensive rebound because that's their rebound. They can do whatever they want. So most of them shoot it right away because it's an offensive rebound. But um, I uh, so I, I emphasize that a lot. That's why we do it well. I also something I've changed over the last two or three years is I like to do a lot of drills where there's where they're learning the reads. If you watched last dance with Rodman, did you watch that?
1: Oh yeah, I love that. When he,
0: when he was talking about his rebounding and he would go in for an hour, hour and a half and just rebound when he had somebody shoot. Yep. All he was doing is getting the read for the for the bounce of the ball off the rim. Mm-hmm. Well, all my shooting drills now if the, if there's a miss and a rebounder, I make the rebounder put get the ball and then put it back in. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to do there is I'm trying to teach them to read where the ball is going to bounce off the backboard, and that has really helped us over the last 3 or 4 years um we've been smaller so it's been a little bit harder but um that that I've been able to emphasize okay it's a miss but let's go get it and put it back in um if it's a make then you just grab it and throw it back out when we're doing some of those drills uh but that seems to help no I mean I'm not sure if I answered your question on that but
1: no no I mean that's, that's the thing you just got to decide and I think it could be like a combination right but... how do you fight how
0: do you fight how do you handle screens how I handle screens and how you handle screens might be totally different. Just whatever you decide you want to do, and my, and it will change. Trust me, if you coach long enough, everything's going to change over time. Um, you know, the game has become threes and layups, basically. When I started coaching, it wasn't that. But if I hadn't adjusted my coaching, I'd be left in the dust. So, but going back to the screen thing, you got to describe, you know, how are you going to handle a ball screen? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to handle it different with every kid? Or are you going to handle it different with different teams? You can handle it the same for everything, so that's where you got to kind of. And yeah, that's where a little notebook. Um, yeah, I'll show you. Like this is like this is this is uh, two months worth of notebooks probably. <laughs> Me just thinking of stuff. Yeah. And then I'm right, right so I don't use Evernote. I'm old. I mean, but I keep these because they go in my back pocket. It's nice. Really tiny. Um, so I just carry them around when I'm walking the dogs wow. and I do do do. Ooh, I'm going to try that. And then, and half the stuff in here, I don't do because it's just like, oh, I tried it didn't work or it doesn't really fit. Um, so it just kind of depends. But. As it,
1: as it relates to offensive rebounding, I think like the big thing is like, if you got guys leaking out, like the coach that I'm with now, he's like, I just like to keep the four and the five there and the one and the three have to get back.
0: And, and again, you're dealing with summer ball. Right. Like, I mean, if I send five to the offensive glass, you're going to leak somebody out. Good luck. <laughs> like, and usually when you send five, you have four that actually go. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's sure. like dribble to your waist. while well, they're going to dribble it up here. If you say dribble yeah. to their knee, they're going to dribble to their waist. It's never quite what you tell them to do. Right, it's exciting. Um, So that's where I think, you know, when, when I, when we, I mean, we played, we've played teams in the last couple of years and they crash everybody. And we've been a good rebounding team. And it's like, the last thing I'm worried about is creeping down and trying to get a layup. Now, defense. And I'm not ripping on summer ball, but the defense, the intensity, all that stuff right. is different in summer ball. For sure. So he's probably legit on what he's saying because the, yeah. these guys are—they're not—they're just creep. They're—they're they're not even playing. They're barely closing out, and they're already to the other free throw line.
1: <laughs> you usually, want the guards to like the elbows, right?
0: Yeah. Around yeah. Then- yeah. So that's legit for what he's saying. I think in a in a structured high school game or a college game sure. that's not the case.
1: That's good like, to know cuz yep, cuz that makes sense. Yeah, so you got to um,
0: take what what he's saying is he's looking at his snapshot, but you got to look at a bigger snapshot. Um, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I like when when you talk about getting a competitive edge as a coach, like there's little things you can do like certain uh box outs that you can do during free throws to get an offensive rebound there or 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 even off the tip like you can get a bucket off of that so those are like niche things that you can uh, teach during a practice or coach I guess like you know the list could be very long with that
0: it can but it's also the list can be long but then you also have to look at you know once you're a high school coach and you're playing the same things like how can I exploit how can I find advantages against people that I'm going to play? Like there's people in my league that know my out of bounds plays. Right. So I will tweak them before I play those specific opponents.
1: <laughs> and then like, just go back to them, things, against them. Then
0: he looks at me like what it's like, cause I changed it. Cause I don't want you to know what I'm doing. Cause I know you scouted like seven straight games <laughs> and I'm going to tweak it just for you. Like there's a chess match involved. That's the fun part of it in my opinion. Um, You know, when I've had bad teams, I've had to figure out ways to score points. And, you know, how could I do that? Out of bounds plays, you know, changing defenses. So, yeah, so, so that list can be really long. You just got to figure out how you can exploit it. Um, early in my career, I outscouted people. Um, I got more film. I got more things. I was able to out – I can't do that anymore because of the huddle and the iCloud and people, you know, I can't do this. So now I got to figure a different way. To do that you know something else that I can try to exploit to give me an advantage yep yeah that list can be long yeah you got to narrow it down
1: um and so like when you're looking at specific game situations then that you like to work on with your players like like you were saying in a, in a playoff game you're down eight with like a minute and a half and you you practiced it so you were able to know what you need to do you need to foul and yep. hit shots so yeah like, are some if you had to give maybe a list of five that you might want to cover within a season or one of like five key game situations that like, that, that are probably going to happen.
0: Yeah. You want to work on end of quarter stuff. You want to work on end of game stuff. Um, you want to work on a following intentionally, which a lot of people don't work on. Mm-hmm. You also want to work on, <laughs> this is a weird one. I'm giving a little bit of a secret here, but you want to work on um, missing a free throw and throwing it off the front of the rim. Um, it's a skill, it's a skill no one works on. Um, but how many times have you seen down two, three seconds to go, one free throw, lane violation? Right, how, how often do you see that? Well, mm-hmm. you gotta work on maybe throwing it off the front of the rim, because it will bounce right back to you if you throw it really hard off the front of the rim. But there's a skill to that. Right. Um, so those kind of things I think you know five I don't know if I could give you five I think end of quarter end of game free throws um intentionally fu- how to intentionally foul um and then going back to your football thing I refer to it as a two-minute play the two-minute you know you know when they go, there's two minutes left in the football clock and you got to run your quick offense yeah do the same thing we have a two-minute with all right two minutes here we go are we gonna do this score stop score stop so um Yeah, I mean, we want to stay title because of that, because we just kept fouling and they kept making free throws and we kept fouling. And then eventually it got to the point where we had a shot. It went to an overtime, went to another overtime, went to another overtime, won won the state championship in the third overtime just because we had timeouts and we had fouls and we had worked on it. You know, we'd worked on foul, timeout, foul, timeout, foul, timeout. So it's that two minute football mentality you got to work on. Um, Yeah,
1: I like that. So, like, in like your normal practice plan, do you always have like five minutes of like that extra stuff?
0: I don't early, so I'm gonna be honest, I don't yes. early, I don't in November. Um, okay. I do post, I do second round on. Now, I'll work on, we play in halves, so I don't have as big an issue anymore. Yeah. But I'll work on specials, I'll work on side out of bounds. We took it all, we brought them to our land. <laughs> an endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end. What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'll work on, you know, I I call them quick hitters or play that we need, a couple of them. So I will work on that pre you know, I talking about the second round when you see, when you see teams the second time. So right. we play in, we, we start November and end in March. So by January is when I'm starting to put that into practice more, um, you know, November and December, I'm, I'm grinding, like I'm working on, like here's how we transition from offense to defense, or here's how our calls work or um, cause everyone else is doing the same thing. Um so, yeah, so that I kind of work on that on that breakdown. I don't know if I've put I think t- breaking time down and breaking drills down. I don't know if I put that on t- on my website yet. I have a really good course on that. I think that's going up soon. Okay. But I can send you I can send you that if you want to watch it. But basically it's breaking it into like you're saying pieces of the pie. Right. Um so that piece of pie maybe is 5 5% early. It's maybe fifteen percent late, because um, I'm because I'm keeping their legs. I'm keeping it more mental later in the season. Early in the season, I'm trying to put stuff. It's like trying to put your offense in at football. You got to figure out all your, you know, right. That stuff. Yeah, it's implementing is hard. Is the hard part early?
1: Um, and then with that, like in the beginning, when you're doing all the in- implementing, like when do you feel confident to run something? in a game that you've practiced and how recently do you need to have practiced it to run it in a game?
0: I'll run stuff I've never practiced. Okay. (laughs) So again, this is a little bit of like um, Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours. You just got to, there's a feel to, there's a little bit of a feel to it. Um, We lost the state title because no lie, someone ran a zone and they hadn't run zone all year and they went to a two, three and we weren't ready and we missed some shots and they, I mean, it was—I don't—it was like 2008 or something. It was crazy, but he—trust me, I know he hasn't. He didn't run zone all. I had enough film on him. He sure, didn't run zone. Yeah. So, so sometimes it's just you got to try stuff and see if it sticks to the wall. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if I have an exact answer for that, but I, you know, I, I there's definitely times where I'll feel more confident with things like. I'm going to go with this play rather than this one or this defense rather than this one. Cause we've practiced it some more. Um, you know, if things are going well, I'm probably not, it's the, it's the cost benefit thing for me. Um, if things are going well, I might be not going to risk it. If things aren't going well, I'm going to just try it. Cause it might, what do I have to lose? Um, right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I have an exact answer to that one. Um,
1: yeah. It's uh-huh. like it's
0: like making it's like it's like I always say it's like making soup. You know, you just you just know how much salt and pepper to put in, because um, you've done it long enough. You sure, know? the bad soup, and it's like, oh, ooh, that was too salty, kind of
1: thing. Right, that that makes sense. Um, what to say? Yeah,
0: uh... gosh, That's none. okay. No worries. <laughs> You're not old enough. You're not old enough to have a senior moment. I'm old um, enough to have a senior moment. You're not old enough to have a senior. bad memory. <laughs> um, post-its. I like post-its. See, that's my other thing. Post-its are my other thing. I love post-its. Oh, that's good. Thank you, 3M.
1: <laughs> um, the one thing too that is just kind of a, a general question is like, I'm used to obviously coaching outside and basketball. You're inside a lot and like. Obviously, there's some mental health stuff there being inside. You're teaching all day, and then you're in a gym. Yep.
0: Like, it's not one it's- of the hardest things you ever have to do is go teach all day and then have the energy to come and do. It's, it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, That's it's hard the real even. thing. So you
1: just like grow to like accept it and like
0: – Yeah, well, I mean, I, until, until this year, I was coaching back-to-back sports. So I was coaching boys volleyball, which was the fall. Then I was going right to – the basketball so that um so that was hard um I did it because my son was coming up through and they kind of needed a, a shift in that program um I uh yeah that's where you gotta you gotta find the you gotta find your team to do that there's an energy to a gym yeah um, and when you get the good teams the energy's there now you gotta fake it sometimes with not so good teams um yeah. And that's the scary part being in the middle of the pandemic is the being inside is the scary part. No. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. Um, but yeah, it's, you, you'll get it. it I mean, there'll, there'll be enough energy early that it, yeah. And and the thing is once the season gets going, the hard part is that kind of that grind trying to figure out your team early. Once you start playing in a high school season, you're playing a couple times a week. So it's like you play, practice, practice, play, practice, practice, play. I mean, it's not like football where it's once a week. I tell kids yeah. that's what sucks about football. I said you don't play enough. Right. I said you do all this work, you play eight games in the high school game or nine, ten, or whatever it is. That's mm-hmm. it. It's a lot said, of work. It's a lot of work, and you get and and it's like once a week. I said basketballs, man. You have a bad game on a Tuesday, you're gonna play on Friday again. You mm-hmm. know. So that's the fun part is there's enough. But it's also the stress of us, like you gotta prep for the next team, you know, as you're moving along. So the prep part when you're a younger coach isn't as big a deal. Like it's a freshman and the sophomore. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the cause you just don't know who you're playing and what they do and you know, that changes a little bit, unlike the the varsity coach. I think it's a little bit more concrete, but
1: yeah, no, for sure. Um uh, yeah, it's just interesting, like like I don't know like like obviously like as it stands now I I, like I I think I want to be a basketball coach but I'm like it's a good thing to do with my like idle time anyway to put it towards something positive and Mm -hmm. like you know I love coaching but um and so what
0: what made you get out of football and baseball
1: well I, I mean I can still help with baseball um the, the, the baseball is, is really just like a weather thing and like we're losing more and more kids to lacrosse now too even
0: oh i bet
1: <laughs> we got lacrosse now and, and I,
0: I i i yeah there's a reason i don't teach a spring sport because it's like the weather's always canceling spring sports yeah. yeah
1: so i mean and i just what i what i like about basketball it's like a manageable number of kids that you can have relationships with every kid and and every coach um and and like everyone can touch the ball everyone can make an impact you can play baseball and not touch the ball the whole game same with football i like that there's energy with the ball i think getting people to play together and uh i don't know i i like seeing everyone like you have value on this team even though like your value may be 10 seconds during the game you get in and you stop we put you in for a defensive stop right
0: like, you're no, a part i agree of- i agree yeah yeah
1: i don't know there's there's something to That's it. That's why I coach
0: volleyball because I liked volleyball because volleyball is a unique sport in the sense that everyone can kind of find their they can specialize. Like, yeah, there's like a libero that only plays the back row. There's guys that only hit. There's guys that only so you can get good at something and then yeah, um, and everyone everyone can kind of rotate through and um, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great sport. Obviously, I've coached it for 30 <laughs> years, but um, I just wondered what the yeah, football is more. Again, I'm probably going to get people mad at me on this, but um, football is more medieval. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. It's just, don't get me started on it. It's almost <laughs> like, like football. <laughs> and then part of it is I'm watching Last Chance You yet. So I'm a little biased. I'm re watching yeah, yeah. Last Chance You. But it's just almost like, ooh, you know, caveman mentality. And you don't get that in basketball as much. Um, You definitely don't get that in baseball. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just like, like even
1: now, like I just when when you get into something, and I think it just could be like a trait of a of a man that you just like you devote yourself to it, and you kind of like are constantly thinking about it. Yeah, I'm like, I guess like there's like even now, like I'm not even in it, but I'm devoting a decent amount of time to it. Like,
0: but you're gonna learn life things about it, even if you don't do it. That's what I tell the boys too. It's like. In my classroom, I give them life lessons every day. I said, are you going to remember, you know, confidence intervals and standard deviation that I'm teaching in stats class 10 years from now? Maybe. And you might actually use this unlike your algebra. You might use this. But um, I said, you're going to remember these life lessons I tell you every day because some of them are going to resonate with you. Um, And that's the same thing with sports. It's like sports teaches you about getting, I mean, yeah, getting along with people. Yeah, it teaches you everything you need for life. To be honest with you, yeah. it,
1: it was interesting. He's like John Wooden was an English teacher during his documentary. He's like, you know, I taught plenty of students in English, but the kids that always call me are only are basically the only ones that I've coached. You yeah. know, those yeah. are the ones that I have those deep. Because that
0: bond is like there's it's a it's a, it's a warrior bond. It is yeah. it's it's yeah. And even when it's bad, even when you have some like I've done this. I've clashed heads with some of my players. Mm-hmm. The time, time heals that, and then they see what the they see the love behind it. Eventually, most of for them, sure. not all of them, but most of them, um, yeah. So for sure. See, so so, so uh, you've got some work philosophy wise. Have I answered? I, mean your I have
1: comments? some. I already know kind of like who I am pretty well. Okay, perfect. What like. Um, but the other thing that is good and bad is like I'm always willing to listen to someone, and so like if I had a team of coaches. And Greg, I read this in a Greg Popovich book that, like, Great he doesn't gosh. care where an idea comes from. It could be from the last guy. If it's a good idea, he might use it, like, if it fits. And so, like, I'm like that almost to a fault. Like Yeah, you
0: can't – you, you have to pick. Like, so, I have my – am I've been, like, I early in my career, I don't know if I'd have done this, but probably in the last 10 years, literally my assistant coaches shoot out stuff to me all the time during a game. For and sure. I'm, I'm always asking questions. And then, you know, two or three years ago, I had a point guard and I actually had him come into the huddle with the coaches before we went on a timeout and say, All right, what do you guys think? And they would all shoot something. And then I would have to. So the key is you got to be able, this is the hard part, you got to be able to take all that. And then you have to pick something. Right. It was hard for me early because it's like, Ooh, that's a good idea. That's yeah. Like, I mean, I remember, I remember, it was, I think it was 2009. And then we were, we were driving to the state tournament because they, we were, we, I don't know, or maybe we were driving to the school. We weren't driving to the state tournament because we took a bus there. But anyway, and I was with one of my assistants and it's like, it's right before the finals. And I'm going, you know, the one, our one, three, one has worked really well. I think I should. And he's going, no, we should do this, 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 this. And then that was like a, that was like a light bulb in my coaching career. It's like, and I remember walking onto the, the Cole center floor and I'm going, God, I, it just has worked i'm gonna i'm gonna if we need it i'm gonna do it and i and i pulled what my gut told me to do and it worked and we ended up winning by like 15 and but he wasn't being like you he wasn't saying you're wrong if you do that he was just saying here's why i would do this right but the but the problem is when you're that when you're a coach of any level the buck stops with you
1: right if, <laughs> and, if it doesn't go well it's on you if it goes well i mean either way. right but that's the
0: thing is that that's the thing is that's what i tell all the young coaches i talk to is there this you you are you are we are in an information age the problem right. is you have to funnel that all that information like that's
1: my issue you mean I, there's that's i mean one, your thing is like there's so much stuff on youtube like there's millions oh it's
0: crazy it, it, the problem is here's what i when the pandemic started all these clinics were going on i had to stop it was too much Because I was going, I was like, I was like the dog and up. I always referred like the squirrel, like squirrel, squirrel, like I should do this. I should do this. The problem is all those people know more than me and they know how to do that stuff. But I can't do all that stuff. I got to figure out what I need. And so then I started, so, so what I started doing was I started doing podcasts on practice planning. I started doing podcasts on building a culture. I started doing podcasts on pressing. I narrowed my topic so much that I could just focus on that and get better at it. Um, otherwise, it's just too much noise, in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I agree with you. And that—that's kind of the thing. It's like as a coach, as a teacher, or whatever, you want to be a learner. You want to have a learner posture, but at the same time, you got to know what you're, what who you are.
0: I'm going to tell so- you right now what I'm doing. Like, so it's the end of July right now. In August, my August is going to be my COVID month. And, and you're going to go, what does that mean? I go, because I don't know when I'm going to see them. So I'm going to spend the next month figuring out how I can build relationships with my team Mm -hmm. without seeing them in person. That's going to be my sole focus. I'm going to do other stuff with T-Tubes and I'm going to do all sorts of stuff with all my businesses. And I'm going to go fit. I'm going to do other things, but my basketball focus is going to be August is going to be, okay, how am I going to do this with my team? Like, And I got some ideas and I've already, like you, I write things down and I've got some ideas, but that's gotta be my focus. Not the one, three, one, not how I'm going to deal with screens because
1: not important right now,
0: because I might not, I might not have a, I might not have a season. I might start late. I might not see them at all because we're virtual until November 1st. So I got to figure out that's got to be my laser focus. And then once I get that figured out, then I can go, you know, like, doing some other stuff, like I was doing my coaches, like we had a coaches meeting this week, my coaches and I and we did two things, we did situation work. So I was practicing working on situations. And then we worked on some practice planning stuff, like how are we going to break practice down? How are we going to do this? How can we make it better? And then we go off into the world and then we come back and we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I think you've got to figure out what aspect of the game do you want to work on? Because otherwise you're going to go down another rabbit hole, which is fine. Yep. But there's lots of rabbit holes out there. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm just going to like, just go through your courses and that at least gives me a focus of a, give me an, yep,
0: pick an offense, pick a yeah. defense, you know, practice, the practice planning one's great. Cause I think you got to figure out how you're going to run your classroom first.
1: Yeah, exactly. Check.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And- that, that's an early part of my roadmap is like, you got to figure out, you know, then the, there's, there's offshoots, but that's, you know, how are you going to run your practice? How are you going to, you know, because there's all sorts of philosophies about drilling, not drilling, small game side, not small game side. How much time should be on offense? How much time should be on defense? You know, nothing's right or wrong with it. Right. Um, you know, if you ask people, they'll, you know, They'll, they'll tell you what's right or wrong the best
1: thing i've heard so far about practice planning and, and your thing is like don't practice like don't do drills where you're taking shots in practice that are no way you're not going to take them in, in the game like they and get don't, more like,
0: shots up i'm going to give you some advice from someone yeah. get more shots up because right. shots are the first thing to go in a practice in the high school level because mm-hmm. uh, you you're you're working about your offense your defense your opponent your scouting you know all that kind of stuff
1: yeah, and you're not gonna win if you don't make shots right That's good. film
0: breakdown how do you do film breakdown how do you do that you know all that kind of stuff yeah can i ask you one more
1: question yep, for sure um,
0: i got a bunch of sushi waiting for me so yeah oh that sounds more. good i know yeah
1: it, it? i know <laughs> i feel bad taking it you from your it's all right um so the the last question is like as it relates to like being confident in yourself and what you're doing but also having the humility of knowing when to jump ship on um on an offense on a on a set play uh, and and so and again that that again probably comes with with the experience but like for you is it like you know my guys are just not
0: well that's one of the things i'm missing right now because i can't test like summer yeah. is my test time yeah um like when we put in a new offense in a couple of years we were testing it we were trying it so um that's what we've talked about as a staff let's say we don't start in november and we start in january well we're not going to have time to test because it's going to be january to march is going to be our season if we have one so uh, maybe we'll start november but if it doesn't how so so the amount of testing i can do will be smaller probably luckily i know the guys are coming back and their strengths and weaknesses um But yes, that's, it's like anything, you know, it's like testing the market, like in a business, you're testing and see if it works. Um, Do people like it or don't people like it? Um, What was that?
1: In season though, like with your... That's what I'm saying,
0: but I tested in, I tested in season too. Like I'll test it in our scrimmages and practice. I'll see how it works. Um, I'll film practice, then I'll go home and watch it. And I go, ooh, that didn't work. We're not going to put that in a live situation. Now, the step from there to the live is, well, maybe it kind of worked. You know, if things are going well, I'm not, like I said before, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw it in there if things are going well. If things aren't going well, then I'm going to try it and see if it works.
1: Okay, I guess I like – I'm probably thinking of it in the wrong lens because I'm coming from football. And if you're running an offense, you're not really going to change your offense to football. It's your set offense. It's like a lot bigger. There's a lot of plays with that. There is.
0: And the thing is you're not probably going to initially have to worry about that unless you get a head job right away because the head coach is probably going to tell you what to run.
1: Um, Yeah, so then that takes out the
0: thinking. And then that takes it out. And then you can test it. And then you can do – no matter what offense that head coach tells you to do, you can have variations on it. So let's say you're running the Princeton offense Well, you can do this variation, maybe run the motion or you're running dribble drive. You can have, there's all sorts of variations you can do to that base one that the guy, that the head coach will give you that's where you'll kind of experiment. We'll try this off the dribble drive. We'll try this. We'll try this. Um, He'll probably give you a, at least I would, or I do. Um, Here's your foundation. Do this, run this defensively, run this offensively, work on these skills and then the rest of it's going to be you um right listening it yeah doesn't work <laughs> i mean you're going to do stuff that is hor i mean i've done that it's horrible and then you get out of it fast call time out you know All right we're not testing. doing that anymore yeah
1: <laughs> no that's good yeah he was saying uh, mike Winters was saying the terminology is a big thing for him at least like I want my guys coming in when I yeah I,
0: there's there's one coming up too I think I think a glossary of terms is really important I don't remember which coach that was that I was talking to I think that
1: was Mike Winters that was him yeah
0: but there's another one that I talked to too that's even bigger onto the it literally has a glossary like <laughs> we call it helpline we don't call it we you know all this kind of stuff like um I think it's one coming up, but anyway, it's basically, so I think that's a, that and, a, and a, hopefully the head coach will give that to you. Like, here's how we talk about screens. Here's how we talk about these kind of things. So I think that's important. It's cool. Hey everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like it. Um, go over and check out our other podcasts, high school hoops, teacher side gig, and then uh, go over and check out dot for coaches. who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports social podcast network. 18 plus.